It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. How can you achieve and maintain business growth? Harvard Business School Executive Education is now accepting applications for a new program, Driving Profitable Growth. Taking place in Boston from October 25th through the 28th, this program focuses on business expansion and organizational growth strategies that can lead your company into the future. Learn more about this three-day program for senior leaders by visiting hbs.me slash growth. That's hbs.me slash growth. Welcome to Postcast. Jazz fall 111-106 to the L.A. Clippers. It's Locked On Jazz, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Well, this one, it's a great game. I mean, but I don't think anyone listening to this is going to think of it as a great game as the Jazz needed to get game number three in this playoff series. Uh, now the Clippers, the Clippers have always had a home court advantage. I always hate that phrase, but it now means that for the Jazz to win this series, they will have to win another game on the Clippers court. That's that's what that means. And uh, so the Jazz fall tonight. Uh, once 11-106, the story of the night. Uh, to close is a 15-0 run by the Clippers with the Jazz go, I believe it was over five minutes, maybe seven minutes, uh, without a field goal. Uh, what happened during that stretch run? Well, it, it's, it, I tell you what actually looked like what happened to me in that, in that um, mostly in the second half. You know, in particular, I, I think they're in the fourth quarter where the, the Jazz concentrated so heavily on, on getting the mismatch and the ball movement stopped. I mean, what we saw in that first half, was a tremendous ball movement, um, good shots. Uh, you got a chance to get a player hot uh, because of you know, the ball movement, and I, I thought it stopped a little bit in the in the second half. Now, that was the Jazz side of the ball, but the Clippers side of the basketball, Chris Paul just willed us. I mean, he, he made things happen in in Utah. I mean, in LA, uh, the Jazz hung in there in that first quarter with only two points down. The Jazz in this first quarter outscored the Clippers 34-21. They didn't win another quarter from that point on. Dude, the Jazz really did everything they had seemingly had to do to win the game. They got an incredible performance from Gordon Hayward where they got 40 points, 8 rebounds, 4 assists. He had 21 points in the first quarter. I mean, he really had an un- he had, he had a, the best night of his career. Career points, but also just performance-wise. Late in the game, he wasn't terrific, but I'm not sure that uh, I don't know. I'm, not, um, I'm, I'm not sure I'm willing to go be critical of a guy who dropped 40. They got George Hill to hit shots. They launched 34 threes, hit 14 of them. They they really did. Ev- they got a good start. Like if you run down our checklist, they got just about everything they needed to get. And at the end, they just, they couldn't get enough stops. Chris Paul's fourth quarter is really interesting. He, he doesn't have an assist. So Blake Griffin goes out of the game, and they just start running the high pick and roll incessantly, which is the one thing we're having a hard time with without Rudy. But he, he ran it passing all the time in the third quarter. Time we got the fourth quarter, he wasn't relying on DeAndre Jordan anymore. He wasn't kicking to J.J. Redick. It was his show exclusively. Yeah, and he took advantage of that. And like I said earlier, he runs it better than anyone in the league right now. He's just smart. Uh, he's crafty with it. He knows how to stretch the, the, the defender out far enough to where he has, where he's in control, where he has the options and not the defense has has the option, and then that mid-range jump shot is just unstoppable. I mean, he, he shoots 60, 70, maybe even as much as 80%, you know, from that mid-post uh, mid area. He's just a remarkable player, David, and, and it's, it's not a lot you can 
uh, I, I, you know, it's going to be curious to see what the Jazz counter with something like that because if, if Blake's going to be out on Sunday, uh, this, they're probably going to have a steady diet of that uh, there as well. Now, Derek Favors didn't have a very good basketball game. And, and, and um, rebounding, I think he had six rebounds. As you mentioned, he played more minutes tonight than, than he's played in, in quite some time, at 30, 38 minutes. Uh, but he was caught between, you know, having to defend this ball and worried about Jordan, you know, getting to the basket. Jordan was 17 and 13. Just the mismatch, and, and this shows how much you miss Rudy as far as um, protecting the point. I mean, at this point, Derek is an undersized center playing 38 minutes against a guy that's bigger, stronger than him by a large margin. I mean, he's three or four inches bigger. I don't know what the – I don't know what they list him as weight-wise. 6'11", they mentioned weight-wise. At 265, and Favors yeah. is probably a little less than, but he's 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 dramatically bigger than Derek. And Derek's just banging him, and, he, and he's wilt. And you know, frankly, he's probably wilting a fatigue. With he's played seven games all year long of 30 or more minutes. He's played three games of 30 more minutes this week. And don't forget, Derek can't jump right now. And maybe next year he'll be able to get off the floor. He can jump, but he's not explosive. Uh, it, but I think where he could help this team, if they run, if they're going to use him with that high pick or the center pick, if he could start making that free throw jump shot, because um, he does not have a field goal outside five uh, feet in the series. And that's and that, hurt, that, not only is that hurting, that's hurting him. That's hurting the Jazz there as well, because now he's not a threat anywhere to well, uh, to, to to make the offense better. The real problem is when he sets the pick, he's not a threat. Right. In any way. In fact, they caught him on a mid-roll. He threw the ball. He turned it over on a pass to the corner. He misses. He, he sets the pick. His roll's not a threat. His pop's not a threat. It limits, and it's probably why the offense got so, if we go back to it and start wondering, like, well, how come the offense got so isolation-based? We're not a good isolation team. We're 27th in the league in isolation basketball, and yet we got completely isolation-based late. That might be part of the reason why. Yeah. Well, we can see, and, and, uh, and I know – in practice, we'll get have a pretty good idea of what the Jazz are going to do going forward. Um, if we, if, you know, we guaranteed a fifth game, uh, but I'd like to be guaranteed a sixth game, and so we we must win on um, on, on Sunday. Your thought on Hayward tonight? I thought it was remarkable. I thought it was remarkable. I thought from day one he, he made up his mind he was going to to have a good night. Uh, it, it's just fun watching him play. Because we watch him work on his game. It's just fun watching him, uh, and I'm talking about the offensive end, score of the things that he's worked on. And it's just one of those nights where he was just, he had it going. He was 13 for 21, played 42 minutes. And I thought he was remarkable, just remarkable. It's interesting how the series has played. The Clippers played 21 games without Blake Griffin this year. They seemed unfazed when he went out. In fact, they... I mean, I'd argue they got better because they they seem to run plays that are completely one-dimensional, right? They either run a play for J.J. Redick on a curl. They either run a play for Blake Griffin in the left block, or they either run a high pick and roll. And when uh, when they suddenly lost Blake Griffin, they went to that high pick and roll, and that killed them. And that's a play we have not shown the ability to defend uh, yet in this series. Uh, interesting, though, game one, the Jazz lose Rudy Gobert and find a way to win it. Hopefully the same thing happens to the Clippers where now the reality of having to play an entire 48 minutes with Blake is is a little bit more difficult for them than it would have been uh, than just surviving the second half tonight uh, in this ballgame. Well, the third period is when Chris Paul decided he was going to turn it on. You know, he, he went four for seven, 
fourth period, he goes five, four for eight. So fifteen eight, shots. Yeah, and and that's he just thirteen points in that fourth period. He ended up with eleven points in the third period. I mean, just a great percentage. Uh, as you mentioned, he didn't have any assists in the fourth quarter. He only had three there in the third. So it was all about him, and the Jazz couldn't do anything with it. A lot of things the Jazz did well. They proved their floor spacing a ton to get 33s. Uh, they've, they made progress tonight, but just late in the game, a, a drought in the fourth quarter cost of the basketball game. The Clippers go on a 15-0 run, and they win it and take a 2-1 series lead here in the ballgame. Jazz fall. This has been postcast. Part of the Locked On Jazz of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hi guys, this is Josh Lloyd, host of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. The NBA is back, so that means that fantasy basketball is back in one form or another. We've got daily fantasy, but there's also some fantasy leagues with the resumption of play with these eight regular season games in Orlando, and Locked On Fantasy Basketball is going to have you covered. It's not just for fantasy basketball, though, because we recap all of the games across the NBA, so if you're looking for a broad overview of the action across the league every day, Locked On Fantasy Basketball is the podcast for you.